0: Right, so I'm recording this, uh, hello, welcome back, it's been a bit of an unprecedented hiatus, I honestly thought, I, how do I, okay, I, (laughs) this hiatus has been a bit of a weird one for me, because things have just been popping up left and right, a part of the new here, and they have been kicking my ass all over the place. I I mean all over the place. And I need a smaller needle because I need to get this freaking SD card out of my phone. (laughs) Don't I have some needles right here? I'm doing this on the floor and also... Um, while I'm doing other stuff (laughs) because I I really just want to get this out of there because there are things that are still popping up and kicking my ass and I just wanted to get this done in one go and just like post it with little to no editing that's kicking my ass, isn't it? Well, this is how you do it. But how do you action? Ah, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna have to do the long way around. I'm gonna have to send this picture in an email to myself. Uh, during the hiatus of uh, fucking kicking my ass I hate this. I had a bit of time to do a little drawing I had this idea for the uh, screen- uh, screen saver I guess you could say for the podcast and I did it. I drew it. I edited it. It looks perfect I mean it doesn't but that's part of its charm And now I will have to go a long, convoluted way about... Wait, I can just access my Gmail photos. Oh, I'm just a dumb little bitch. Anyway, it's, that's, it's been that kind of time, to be honest. I'm still... Like I said before, before whatever, I was just rambling while I was trying to do that. Um, things have been kicking my ass. One thing pops up after the other. I was actually sick... This past January, I'm not entirely sure if it was COVID. I tested negative for COVID. However, the doctor whom I saw did not tell me what I had, and I was sick for that uh, set whole second and part of the third week of January. And I, ugh. and then things kept happening that I needed to take care of uh, the next time I had to, like, post an episode and everything. And so I just thought, oh, I'll have, like, a bit of an unprecedented hiatus going on with the podcast. And I'll just, like, set everything up in the next month. And then another thing happened. Yet another thing happened. And, um... Ooh, it flipped me out. It turned me upside down. But, um, it's a bit of a waiting game on, like, what to, is to happen on that thing, and I don't really want just goes a lot of things on the thing. But, yeah, I didn't really think that I would be able to record this, but I thought, uh, no, I'll just do this, I'll do it like this, and unedited, partial, partially unedited, I'll add, like, a thing to the beginning and the end... And, uh, that is not my stuff today. I'll have a thing, the little unedited thing that I just, uh, run and done. I was feeling really good about it earlier this week until, uh, about my notes in particular earlier in the week until this thing happened and I'm, I'm just thrown for a loop so I'm very sorry if I come off as a bit like monotonous or anything like that it's, it's... thrown me for a real world this whole damn year has been throwing me for a world but yeah, I, th- I thought I just decided to muddle through it and get this done, get it out of my way post it for the... post it for the likes, the comments which I don't get. So oh, let's not stab myself with that thing. It's, it's just a needle. It's a needle thing that I can stab myself with. That wouldn't be fun. What am I doing on my phone that I shouldn't be? I have no idea. Do I know what I'm doing? Absolutely not. This... This is crazy, I'm I'm crazy. I'm losing it. I'm quite literally losing it. I was going to check the followers numbers. That's what I was doing. Cause I think it changed. I think one person added, but I'm not entirely sure. Cause I uh, not now. I had oh 45. I thought it was 44. Well, hello to you. What was it the last time? I think it was 43. Well, hello to you, two new people or three, or hello, new people. Hello, welcome to the madness, the madness that only gets worse. Trust me, it it can get worse. <laughs> I'm losing it. Anyway, topic, topic at hand. Let's let me think. Let me breathe. Let me just get all of this out. <sighs> Okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can muddle along. Look at my notes. They're so nice. I spent a lot of time on them. And surprisingly, unsurprisingly, I did procrastinate upon them, so I finished them up all yesterday. And then things have just been kicking my ass all today. I'm emotionally drained, but you know what? We're gonna muddle through it. We're gonna find whatever motive, what motivation that I have, whatever willpower to live, which it's a puny little thing. It's not going to be very much, but we're going to find it, we're going to hold on to it, and we're going to do this. So topic for today, topic for hunting legends. Today is the Drake Hotel in Chicago. I am not sure if there are other Drake hotels, but I did have to specifically search whenever I was researching Chicago. The Drake hotel in Chicago. I, th- I think some other places that it popped up was like New York, I think maybe Seattle. I think I remember seeing Seattle, but I don't remember if it was like an actual Drake hotel or if it was just like you know how google searches gives you the closest thing and it's not close at all anyway the drake hotel let's just read my notes shall we in the windy city of chicago two blocks north from the john hancock center lakeside of michigan avenue what lakeside the lakes on the lakeside of michigan avenue overlooking lake Mishkin, stands a luxury hotel named the drake Obviously, I just said that. And for anybody who doesn't like my little half-assed dramatic reading of that, um, the Drake Hostel stands at 140 East Walton Place. In Chicago, of course. Once again, Chicago, Chicago. (laughs) I should not have done this. Maybe I should have taken some derogs before (laughs) this. mellow me out, I I like aspirin mellows you out. Okay. Uh, The Drake was founded in 1920 by the Cox and Marshall firm and featured Italian, uh, Italian Renaissance style architecture with some 47 suites and 535 rooms. The presidential suite, which they have in the hotel, has six bedrooms within it. Which is insanity. Why? Okay. My question is, why do you need six bedrooms in one suite? I get, like, it's a presidential suite. It's supposed to be, like, the highest. But six rooms, really? Like, all my kids plus my aunts and my dog will have their own room. (laughs) I actually have a pretty big family, so... Uh, the luxury hotel also holds two ballrooms, a number of restaurants, and a members-only night nightclub. No, a members-only club. Not a nightclub, just a regular club. A white people club. <laughs> uh, this club was introduced in the 40s. The hotel still stands today, although in new ownership. But I just read my notes and just got confused. So uh, the hotel still stands today. And because of its grand design, it has led to many noticeable figures, political figures, persons, that have frequented it. Including several presidents, Eleanor Roosevelt, one Princess Diana, who stayed in 1996. It was her only stay in Chicago, and she stayed here at the Drake. I am not here at the Drake. I am saying she stayed at the Drake. God, I need to get my head uh, in order. Um, Walt Disney, Frank Sinatra, and a number, a good number of foreign dignitaries and politicians and political figures. But even with all this grand luxury attached to the hotel, the hotel does have a remarkably spotted history, just like every other old landmark hotel. It is a landmark hotel, by the way. Not sure if I wrote that in my notes, but I remember didn't set it here. For once, I particular there were like a few like side little spotted notes, but I particularly wanted to do these three stories. The last one being one that I was very interested in, that I was most interested in after reading about the Drake Hotel. The first one being, and the oldest one being, this is going to be in a canonical. No, canon- nope, that's not right chronological thank you chronological order and the oldest one being the story of the woman in red this i am not sure has any hold in truth however it is a story that is told whenever you hear about the drake hotel in chicago so i thought why not add it here The story of women women in red dates back to New Year's Eve 1920, right after the hotel opened. With that being said, hundreds of Chicago's most influential persons had What? (laughs) Had gathered at the hotel gala for a New Year's celebration, so to speak. I think they called it something else in the... Article that I took this from. I should have written down the article that I took, but god damn it, I knew I was forgetting something. I, they used like this weird word that I can't remember now, and any other word besides that word, it was just a gathering of people. <laughs> I had crazy eyes when I read it, but I know you can't see me, but I had crazy eyes. Uh, At this gathering, there was also an unknown woman who had notably worn a dress that was so red, it was later called the blood dress. At some point during this celebration, this woman in red had gone back to her room in the hotel, only to find her lover, which is possibly her husband, although mostly it just said like her lover at the time in her in her room at the hotel with another woman obviously distraught she left the hotel room and boarded the elevator to the 10th floor in some stories it says that she boarded it and went all the way up to the roof where she then jumped to her death from the 10th floor This woman in red, although there is no record of her, of who she actually was or anything like that, this woman in red still frequents the hotel. Most commonly, you can see her on the 10th floor. And as I've said before, there is no real evidence to say that this story had truly happened. However, it it, it is a wide belief that possibly some politicians swept her death under the rug, so to speak, to protect the newly opened luxury hotel from having a scarred opening, a scarred grand opening. Second case that I wanted to talk about and another widely known case that is tied to Drake is the kidnapping and murder <clears throat> sorry, kidnapping and murder of Robert Bobby Franks in 1924. Bobby Franks was a 14-year-old who was kidnapped by by two individuals named richard Lobb, who was actually his distant cousin and a neighbor of his at the time and one nathan leopold both teenagers then after kidnapping him beat him up and murdered him and then dumped his body in the nearby lake As part of the case, after being arrested, is uh, uh, more details into the case. After being arrested and charged, both of the killers, Lobb and Leopold, were sentenced to 99 years for the kidnapping and life for the murder. As another bit of a side note, Lobb, who was the one to likely kill Franks, was murdered by a fellow inmate in 1936 and i didn't want to include a whole bunch of detail on this case because whenever i did research this a little bit more um i thought perhaps that maybe this at at some point in the future maybe this could be an episode however i will not be doing it now because this particular case particularly on how the murderer lob in the case makes me so fucking angry literally as i was like writing down notes i was thinking oh i should add all of this but then i was just like i mm, (laughs) i am very happy it gives me no okay gives me a little bit of satisfaction that this man who thought this okay he was a teenager at the time but he Oh, this case makes me so angry. He deserved to die, okay? It gives me a little bit of satisfaction to know that there was justice that was more than just him being sentenced to prison. more a part of how this case ties in with the drake hotel bobby frank's parents moved into the drake to avoid the press at the time as the case was considered the murder of the century and they obviously distraught after losing their son did didn't want to be constantly reminded by the press that their son was dead and moved into the drake Jacob, Franks, the father, and his wife, who I didn't get a name for, died within the hotel. And stories surrounding the hotel say that the two actually still haunt the hotel, mourning the loss of their son, and can still be seen around the place of where their room used to be. Like I said before, I may... At a later point not not soon at a much later point i may do this case in more detail but like i said it makes me angry (laughs) so that's it's not gonna be for a while the last case that i was very interested in and actually has a lot of mystery and intrigue about it is not necessarily a haunted case as with the other two Some say it is, but I I don't necessarily believe that it is, but it is the case of the woman in black. To get into detail, on January of 1944, Mrs. Adele Bourne-Williams, who was then 58 years old, who was an old society matron with her daughter Mrs. Patricia Goodbody at this point at the point of when this happened she was known as Miss Patricia Goodbody walked into their eighth floor apartment only to find the door was had been unlocked after walking inside they found a strange woman wearing bl- wearing a black fur coat hiding in their bathroom the daughter who had found her was just a little bit of a side note okay i need to work up a little bit of a side note the daughter mrs goodbody had been the one to open the bathroom door and find this woman the woman in black after being found pulled out an antique pistol and fired two shots at mrs goodbody both times missing she then left the bathroom towards the main room and saw mrs williams and shot at her several times one of them being a fatal headshot the woman in black then ran out of the room even passing by a small group of men one of them later stating quote i could have tripped her This is, of course, Mrs. Goodbody, like, right after she had passed them, Mrs. Goodbody started shouting for help, and they went into the room to help her and her mother. And then, of course, after they tried to make sure that they were, after a few of them stayed, they went on a search for this woman. And, of course, called the police. And this was all, of course, the start of a case that, as it progressed, got more and more strange and twisted. in f- Twisted right into one of the most mysterious unsolved cases of its time, and still remains unsolved today. Now, I don't necessarily think that it's unsolved, but it's labeled as unsolved. You'll find out why. Um, Police, after being called, launched a massive search of the hotel to find any evidence that they could of either the suspect's whereabouts or the murder weapon or just any evidence that they could. However, very little was found. And of the evidence that was found... They a lot more questions came up than a lot more answers did. Uh, in more chronological order, roughly chronological order. Right before the murder had taken place, a phone call was made from Mrs. Williams' room to a fish and ale house two blocks away from the hotel. This will. This little fact will be. A little bit more interesting later on whenever I come up with some theories so just keep it in mind I'll remind you don't worry but keep it in mind uh, there were after being after the room was searched it was found that no jewelry or valuables were taken suggesting that the motive was not robbery however it could also suggest that they had caught this woman in black before she could rob them Um, when the search was conducted, it was found that the spare key to Mrs. Williams room was reported missing at the time before the murder, only to be returned mysteriously to the desk after it had taken place. This suggested that, that the murder that the murderer had ready access, not only to the desk, but also to the keys, so that they could take it without anyone noticing, and also put it back without anyone noticing. And one of the most strangest, or possibly a very key feature within the evidence that was found, the police had searched the hotel several times for any sort of evidence they looked upon they looked everywhere in rooms, in hallways and staircases. However, they found nothing but uh, a few days, some say a week later, the murder weapon was actually found in a stairwell that the police had previously cleared, meaning that the killer had either revisited the site of the crime or to dump the weapon or, had never left the scene of the crime and never left the hotel. Now, two theories. Two suspects. One, I think, is very likely. One, I think, is not just because of lack of evidence. Not just because of lack of... It's because of lack of evidence. Theory number one. That there was no woman in black or there was no third party this theory stands on shaky ground very shaky ground and it was drawn up by one lieutenant quinn lieutenant quinn was certain that despite a lot of evidence to the contrary including witness testimony that mrs goodbody that wait that there was no third party and that Mrs. Goodbody likely fought with Mrs. Williams for the gun that was found and accidentally shot Mrs. Williams, or quote-unquote, accidentally shot Mrs. Williams. Lieutenant Quinn, upon arriving at the crime scene, was convinced within almost minutes after seeing the scene, Ooh virus threat protection. No thanks. Where was I? Dang it. Uh, Quinn... Quinn, after seeing the scene, was, within a few minutes, almost convinced that there couldn't have been a third party or a woman in black in the room. He cited the quote-unquote fact that there was no room in the bathroom for someone to hide, as the ironing board attached to the door would not have left enough space for someone to hide. However, with later investigations, Quinn was proven wrong, and that there was plenty of room for someone to hide. However, Quinn believed that either, 1. The killing was an accident when mother and daughter fought over the gun and Mrs. Goodbody accidentally shot her, This, uh, of course, took place after Miss Bo- Goodbody had tried to harm herself with a gun. And the mother, Mrs. Williams, was trying to get the gun away from her. Or, second, and this one I think he believed a lot more than the first one, is that the killing was premeditated by Mrs. Goodbody and Mr. Williams. Mrs. Williams' wife, Mrs. Goodbody's father, because according to the theory, Mrs. Williams was planning to write her daughter out of her will for some unknown reason. As a part of the theory, uh, Miss the M- 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 Lieutenant Quinn believes that her father, who Mrs. Goodbody had called almost immediately after this had taken place, after help was called and everything, and he came to the scene. Quinn believed that the father, who had quickly come to the scene, had taken the gun that Mrs. Goodbody used to shoot Mrs. Williams and then, at a later time, tossed it, ditched it, And actually, at one point, whenever Quinn was questioning Mrs. Goodbody, I was going to say interrogating, but that, that's, yeah. I mean, he was trying to interrogate her, but it was more of questioning. At one point, whenever Quinn was questioning Mrs. Goodbody, he demanded that she, quote, tell the truth. And allegedly, she began to say with, quote, well, I'll tell you, but then stopped and was advised to say nothing. More by her father's attorney who was present during the questioning. Some believe that this may have almost been an admission of guilt. I like I said, I don't believe this theory, so I don't necessarily believe that this is an admission of guilt. And because of that, not <laughs> Quinn not only didn't have any evidence to say that there was no women, no other, no third party in the room, but that, that Miss Goodbody shot her. Um, he also had evidence blowing holes through it. Uh, not only were there witness testimony saying that there was a woman in black that had ran away from the room, as well as another piece of evidence that I forgot to write down. He believed that Mrs. Goodbody didn't call for help for some time after, which has witnesses going against it. But there is also the witness testimony of Mrs. Williams herself. Mrs. Williams was actually not immediately killed by the head wound. And she stayed alive and conscious long enough to state that there was, in fact, another woman there. That there was a woman in black with a with light hair, with light-colored hair. Where was I going? I just completely lost my train of thought. Dang it. There was, in fact, a woman in the room that she was trying to point out. This all happened before her death as she died a few hours later. Now, uh, in initial, in actual investigations, Miss Goodbody was never a real suspect. It was mostly by Quinn's ridiculous theory, and I do think that it is a ridiculous theory. I'm not sure if you think that or anything about it. But I think it's a ridiculous theory because not only is there witness statement to say it's differently, there's also a second theory, which I'll get into, that is a lot more likely and has a little bit more evidence to back it up. But also, his like quote-unquote strongest piece of evidence was that Miss he believed that Mrs. Goodbody was going to give an admission of guilt. However, he was outright like from almost from the get-go saying that mrs goodbody had murdered her mother i don't know about you but how angry would you be at somebody if they completely ignored what you said had happened and then said that you were the one who killed this person and I believe that maybe she was just trying to like give him a piece of her mind, but her attorney, her father's attorney, who was present, may have stopped her and said, You need to be calm so that this guy doesn't have any, any bullshit motive to add to this bullshit theory. Basically just saying, let the evidence speak. And the evidence did speak. That there was a third party and that Mrs. Goodbody didn't shoot her mother. I don't, I just, I don't really like this theory. But it, it is a theory. And some people actually do believe that Mrs. Goodbody may have planned her murder. I don't know if there's any other evidence that I didn't uh, find. Particularly in my search. That other people have found that better backs this up but the evidence the what I did find just didn't didn't back it up at all not a very strong theory in my personal opinion second theory which i believe is the more likely theory however does have a bit of circumstantial evidence to it Okay, we're back for intermission. Uh, what? <laughs> I was getting real into it too, and I, I just got thrown off. Um, bup, 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 bup. The second theory has a little bit more to do with the gun. The gun that was used and found had been, the serial numbers had been traced back to a man called Walter Brown who, well, was not a suspect because he was, at the time of the murder, currently serving a prison sentence. But he had uh, stolen this gun during a holdup in 1939. However, there, it's a bit of a mystery in itself how the gun's serial number was traced back to him because he never actually owned the gun. He stole it, and he doesn't... Yeah, it's just a bit of a mystery how the gun was traced back to him. But it it was traced back to him. Uh, There were several guns that he had owned slash stolen, and some of them were supposed to be in evidence lockup. However, he did let a spare few friends, quote-unquote friends, borrow his guns. And Brown did admit that his sister at some point before his arrest had borrowed a gun or two of his, uh, attempting to use it in a holdup. An attempted holdup. Obviously, she was caught. The sister was serving probation for this attempted holdup at the time of Mrs. Williams' murder. Ellen... This is a long name. Ellen Villanus Pennant... Larksworthy Welch that's her name that's her full name Uh, she was going at the time by the alias of Ellen Murphy however a lot of the press simply called her Ellen Bennett which is what we will likely be calling her and Ellen Bennett was in fact working at the key desk at the Drake Hotel at the time the murders occurred Ellen Bennett did have an extensive criminal history, too. She did have a bit of identity theft of a high school friend of hers whenever she was trying to enter university. She used the diploma and the name of this friend instead of using her own to get into it. She also attempted a holdup in 1939, however, was quickly caught and the probation she was also the suspect in her second husband's murder that happened in 1941 but a bit before that she was also a, a bit of an insurance fraudder. particularly her husband her second husband was a rich male and she after marrying him using his money bought several items of expensive jewelry which she then insured for high prices prices and then they were mysteriously stolen and she gained the insurance money off of them however it was such such a questionable case in the insurance fraud that they yeah (laughs) Friends of Ellen Bennett often described her as cold-blooded, with a penchant for jewels and diamonds. To which Mrs. Williams had many. Now, I do believe that Ellen Bennett was a very likely suspect, and but evidence against her saying that if she did do this it was very circumstantial this evidence that I will read to you now Uh, evidence pieces piece of evidence number one is that she worked at the key desk where she could have easily swiped key and then mysteriously returned it before and after the crime had been committed In fact, it was noted by police that she had been working at the key desk at the time. However, the circumstantial part of it is that, yes, she had been working at the key desk. That was her job, and however, she could not be there 24-7, so it is possible that somebody snuck behind the desk whenever she wasn't there, grabbed the key, and then after this murder committed place, Came back and anonymously put the key back, where she then reported it. That reported that it had been found, and she was the one to report that it had been found. A second piece of evidence is that she did own a black fur coat like the one that the killer had used, and she was known to use wigs. So uh, during her crimes. One during the attempted holdup, she used a wig to hide her red hair that was very notable That was a very notable feature for her. However, when questioned she did admit to owning a coat, she also admitted that she didn't have a wig that matched the color to the ones described by witnesses that the woman in black had worn. Now, I'm going to add another bit of circumstantial evidence to say she could have at any time thrown this wick away. And she worked in a hotel where she could have planted it in another room or just put it, dumped it somewhere, and it had just been thrown away. Like, if it was a wick at any point in time, she could have taken it anywhere and thrown it away. And although it was loop, uh, the gun could have been could be traced back to her through Brown at some point. Like I said before, at some point Thra- Brown had stolen it, and at some point she had borrowed a few guns, which may have been the antique gun that was used from Brown and used it. However, when questioned, she admitted that she did borrow guns. She said it was a different type of gun, and even there was evidence to say that Brown had brought up a gun that was actually different from the gun that was described, that was traced back to him. The antique gun that was used in the killing was different from the gun that he had described and used. And, like I said before, it was a bit of a mystery how the antique gun was traced back to him. Meaning that it could have been a setup, I guess you could say. A weird sort of like, oh, we gotcha, you. you stole a gun, this could have been the gun that you stolen. But they couldn't actually corroborate that that was the specific gun that he stole. That was a roundabout way of saying that. I went a roundabout way of doing that. Uh, the next piece of evidence. Duh, what is the next piece of evidence? (laughs) Oh, she was in fact staying at the hotel with her latest lover at the time of the murderer. She she was staying at the hotel with her latest lover at the time of the murder. Thank you, Brain, for putting that together after I had said it. <laughs> if you'll note before, whenever they found the gun a week after the murder had been committed, which suggested that that the killer could had access could have easily accessed the crime scene, or never left the hotel however it was like I said before it was still shaky how she could have it shaky evidence that she owned the gun they couldn't put the gun in her hands they couldn't definitively prove that that was a gun that was hers also she was known to date and go after wealthy men so it was no real surprise necessarily that she was staying with a wealthy man at the wealthy hotel that she worked at Another piece of evidence is that in the days before she in the days before the crime was committed, she had made a call from the hotel to the same fish and ale house that I mentioned before, as the killer had done the, in the, the few hours before the crime had been committed. Our evidence against this suggests that... What? My brain was going somewhere, but it didn't end up there. It was on the tracks but it fell off real quick um this fish and ale house was literally two blocks away from the hotel so obviously she as person who worked and lived near the area would have known and about the hotel about the fish and ale shop So it, it's just like, yeah, she knew about it, and yeah, she made the call, but everybody knew about it. It was a restaurant that was two blocks away from the hotel. Uh, one, also, another piece of evidence is that she couldn't give a definite alibi as to where she was during the time of the murder. She did go back and forth. Uh, A couple of times saying that she was with her lover in the hotel, or she was out with uh, friends of hers. She, She gave different alibis, and she couldn't pin an alibi. However, police could never definitively also prove that she was in the hotel in Mrs. Williams' room. Now, the theory goes, of this theory that maybe Ellen Bennett had done it, is that she having a penchant for jewels and wealth and that's that stuff had seen that mrs williams who was a wealthy woman had had several of this several of these things that she could steal and in an attempted robbery she was when she believed that uh, Mrs. mrs williams and mrs goodbody were away from the hotel room and would stay away, she was accidentally caught when they came into the room and she shot up the room to escape. That's that's a theory. However, police Arrested her a few times and questioned her a number of times, however no charges were brought against her. I believe there were a few other outlandish theories that I heard, but these were the ones that I wrote down because these were the ones that were big around the time. And I, why do I always end my notes on a very weird ending? Because I, it's a weird ending. I just ended it right there. But yeah, like I said before, no other suspect was brought in, or panned out, I should say. There were, they... Police had questioned several persons believing that they could possibly sus- be suspects, however none of them necessarily panned out. The most likely suspects that the theories came up with was Miss Goodbody, who had premeditated the murder the killing of her mother. Which has a lot of evidence against it, and has a lot of holes in the theory. And then of course there's the second theory which has a couple of ev- has has some evidence to back it up however it's very controversial Con- contra no circumstantial evidence controversial it is controversial i'm not saying that right i know i'm not but i don't I, my brain no do how to say what i need Drink. <laughs> <laughs> and because of that, because of the fact that there was a lot of evidence that twisted around and didn't really pan out, uh, the case of the woman in black remains unsolved to this day. I did take a lot of notes on this stone. I'm just flipping through. Oh my gosh, I need to end this. Um. This is going to be a weird uh, th- post. A weird post. I have had this open this entire time, using data, on my phone, that I need to save. <laughs> Dang it. Um. Anyway. Anyway. With all that being said... Yeah, you know, if you... I, I do have a few questions, because I do remember hearing a few other theories about the woman in black, but I don't necessarily remember where I found them and what they are. Like, I looked up a few several things whenever I was researching this, like, uh, YouTube videos, other podcasts that may have done this, uh, several articles, which I got from... I did get most of my evidence, most of my information from one particular article, but I didn't write it down because I'm a dummy. It's something Wind City. It's Wind City something or other. But I didn't write it down in my notes. I think I wrote it down somewhere else. Rit? What? I think I wrote it down somewhere else, but I don't remember where and I don't, I would have to stop recording and go find it. I don't really want to do that. But if, if you do know the case of the Drake Hotel and what I'm talking about, and you do know the other theories that I may be pulling out of my ass right now, um, comment it. See what they are. Because I, 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 I'm genuinely curious. Because those were really the only theories that I found. But I remember hearing a few like YouTube podcasts. Saying that there were a few others. But I don't remember what they are. Any hoozles? Any hoodle-booze? <laughs> uh, with all that being said, I should say goodbye. Mm, let's do it. It's not gonna be a good outro, but we'll do an outro, see if, how it goes. Uh, anyway, without. What? Anything... <laughs> what? Anyway, with all that being said, this has been Hunting Legends. If you're new, I hope you subscribe. If, if, you're, if you're those new two people, I hope you stick with us, because that was... What? Uh, if you're new, please subscribe for more content. If you're already subscribed, please like, comment, review, and get all your friends into Hunting Legends. I am reading from the script, if you can tell. And from that script, it also tells me to... Say that these social medias are linked in the description of every episode, and if you want, uh, you can go check those out. Posts there are very random, so you don't have to, but it is very much appreciated. But uh, I hope you all have great weeks, weekends, and stay tuned for the next episode of Hunting Legends, which will hopefully be in two weeks. I mean, hopefully, nothing serious will come up just like last month, and just like it was about to be today. But yeah, hopefully it'll be in two weeks. Whenever I get that episode out, end it, end the podcast. With all that being said, until then, I will be saying goodbye. And I, I, I'm. If you stuck with that whole thing, I'm applaud I applaud you sir, madam, person p- being that you are that you stuck with that madness cause it, it was going all over the place for a little bit there getting on the thing set up when I should do it after I end but anyway goodbye